You are listening to the She Means Profit podcast with Melissa Houston, CPA, financial strategist for CEOs, and a Forbes.com contributor. She Means Profit is a podcast dedicated to helping small business owners just like you become a master at your finances without confusion so that you can increase your profit and net worth. With over 20 years of experience working with business owners, I'm sharing with you real and actionable advice that will give you the tools to take your financial power back. Let's make some major money moves together. Today, I'm speaking with Devin Gerard and Wendy Curtis, both from Northumberland CFDC. Devin is a passionate and collaborative leader committed to supporting women entrepreneurs to advance economic recovery. Bringing more than 15 years in communications, government, and media, Devin shapes Northumberland's CFDC's Women Entrepreneurship Programming. Before joining Northumberland CFDC, Devin led large projects, including the Olympics, served public sector and political leaders within the government of British Columbia, and received numerous awards, including the Leadership Excellence Award from the British Columbia Public Service. Devin is a wife and mother of two young daughters. Wendy is a recognized multi-award winning leader in our regional innovation ecosystem. Wendy leads progressive dynamic firms to superior results via management principles that value individuals, teamwork, quality, and strategic focus. She is described by the Government of Canada's Federal Economic Development Agency for Southern Ontario as Northumberland's Woman of Influence. The success Wendy has experienced in her career is mirrored with her personal commitment to the community. Hi, Wendy and Devin. Welcome to the She Means Profit podcast. I'm so excited to have you ladies with us today. Thanks, Melissa. We're pleased to be here. So you are part of Northumberland CFDC. I would love for you to elaborate a little bit more about what your organization does and how you help women entrepreneurs. Okay, well, Devin, I'll start off and you feel free to jump in anytime you like. Our organization is actually a not-for-profit that's very focused on innovation and providing financing and strategy to entrepreneurs. But in particularly, entrepreneurs are trying to grow their business either through innovation or in innovative manners. And we, through that pathway, there's all kinds of things that we do. One, we lend money. Others, we sometimes have grants that we will execute and and deliver to our communities on behalf of the government of Canada through FedDev Ontario. So sometimes we do that. We also do some events like Strike Up Canada, which I think we're going to talk a little bit about today. But basically, we're not-for-profit who is driven to try to support entrepreneurial development in across Southern Ontario and in some cases nationally. Did you want to add to that, Devin? <laughs> well, I think one of, you know, the, the ways that Northumberland and CFDC is different is in that it does have a national loan fund targeted to women entrepreneurs that delivers micro loans right across the country. So a goal really under Wendy's leadership was trying to find, you know, financing solutions outside of our servicing our local community of entrepreneurs and how we can look strategically at some of the needs of women right across the country and where we can see our role in being 
So I love this idea of microloans. And I know that funding is a top priority, especially for a lot of women entrepreneurs out there. And we were having a short discussion before we went live. And you were talking about the risk that women are willing or unwilling to take when it comes to obtaining funding for their business. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Well, let me start on that. On that, A lot of the research that's out there, our own research, we did focus groups, we did all kinds of stuff, but there's also broader research that's available about the approaches that women tend to take, not all women, but women tend to take towards lo- loans or risk capital. They tend to be a little bit more risk adverse. And all the rationale that's behind that, it's looks to uh, uh, different factors go into that. But generally, women are a little bit more risk adverse. They'd rather just grow their business at a certain pace than one that they can manage along with the other components of their life that they're managing. That's generally what the, what part of the risk adverse. So what we looked at, that's one factor. The other factor that we studied was often women don't get a fair shake when they go in and ask for a loan. So it used to be years ago that, you know, they had to have somebody co-sign it, either a father, a brother, a husband, or somebody. And there's sort of those biases that are still there today, although probably not as bad, when a woman, woman entrepreneur goes and asks for a loan. So we looked at a bunch of stuff like that. And we, during the last three or four years, with the support of the federal government through the Women's Entrepreneurship Strategy, we actually developed a fintech product that its intent is to take the bias out of lending. So it's an online application to a loan and or for a loan. And the things that the people, the the women will actually upload will just be some things that are very specific to the business itself. Okay, and that's it. And so the algorithms that are built into the fintech product are basically making a choice about the business without really understanding whether it's man, woman, you know, anything else about them. And in that way, we wanted to at least reduce the bias that's out there. And so we launched that, oh my goodness, Devin, when early 20, well, the, our first launch of that was right at the beginning of the fan- pandemic, which of course we didn't realize about the pandemic, but we launched it at that beginning. And unfortunately, as a nation, we kind of hit a brick wall. So we pulled the product off of the market and waited a few more months, rejigged it somewhat, and then put it back onto the market, meaning a lending product, delivered online with fintech decisioning. So, and the money flew out the door. We had put together, I don't remember exactly, I think it was around $750,000 just to pilot the program, and it just flew out the door quickly, rapidly. And so we used that, and the behavior that came from that lending and by the way, all of that money has been repaid by women, all of it. And it was all basically, there were a couple larger loans, but most of it was well below $25,000, which we would consider, you know, moderately micro. So we looked at that and that whole winning strategy. And we said, well, okay, when the federal government, I think it was in 22, opened up something called the Women Entrepreneurship Loan Fund for applications. And, and that was a complementary product from the federal government under the total umbrella of the women entrepreneurship strategy. We made an application. We were very successful. And thankfully, the government of Canada capitalized us to then take our fintech product right across the nation. 
So right now we are lending across one in a Canada to the next on a micro loan basis. And the results are still early, but we're very optimistic that those women and their approach to risk and, and obligations of, of their businesses will pay us fully or at least within, you know, reasonable, almost fully. So we're very content, but the results of that are not yet in. So I'm sure a lot of women business owners are listening in and they're probably wondering like, oh, how do we qualify for this loan? Where do we find the application? Stuff like that. Can you share those details? Yes, I should be able to do that off the top of my head. Devin, can you help me here? Yeah, it's it's simple. So if they log on to ncfdc.ca, Northumberland Community Futures Development Corporation. And we will Um, leave the link in the show notes for those listening. Perfect. And the the product and the platform that she spoke of is called our Delia platform. And that will allow women to upload their documents, apply for the microloan, and they get an instant approval or pre-approval. And right now, from approval to money in hand, what happens through the approval process is that they will get pretty quickly back an assessment that and an alert that they've either been basically that they've been pre-approved, meaning we still have to go through a reasonable due diligence to make sure that they are who they say they are and things like that. We have to know our customer, but generally the decision, so they should have a real good sense in rapid time. Yes, I'm most likely going to get this loan. So they're not sitting around waiting forever. So that that can be found on our ncftc.ca website, or if you know people get confused about that, I would just Encourage them to just Google, where do I find a Delia loan? And it'll pop up. Perfect. Let's talk a little bit about the full day event that you have called Strike Up, which I am presenting a workshop in and I'm super excited about. This is happening on March 2nd. For those of you who are listening, we will leave the link in the show notes so you can ensure that you register for it. But let's talk about Strike Up and the purpose of bringing women entrepreneurs together and how you came up with this idea and how long you've been doing it. Okay, well, let me start with that one too. During the pandemic, FedDev Ontario is the federal economic development agency for Southern Ontario, who we work with often. We already were under a contract with them on the Women Entrepreneurship Strategy. And during that time, the federal government really wanted to try to support women further because, I mean, there's so many pressures on women through the pandemic and they wanted to support women entrepreneurs. So they came back and asked us, well, what else can you do during this time to support those women entrepreneurs in Southern Ontario? And so we put together a project plan, which basically said, you know, it's very hard for women right now. They can't get out of their homes. They're, they got kids at home. They got all kinds of stuff. Let's put them together, but we're going to have to do it digitally because we, most of us said, you recall, I'm sure. I mean, we could barely get to the grocery store sometimes, you know, in terms of them being open. So this was a perfect time to try to launch a digital conference. And that was the goal, was to connect women entrepreneurs together, give them a very robust and interesting content during the day, and let's get going. And so Devin came along and joined the team and drove it forward. And the year one, which was 2021, March of 2021, I think we had like so all, approaching 4,000 people, didn't we, Devin? Yeah, um, we had 3,000 our first year, yeah. Wonderful. Okay. It, it was, it was amazing. And, and it just touched the need at the right time. I think, I think that women really wanted to connect and really wanted to hear and be, and have 
positive news and and the promise of prosperity going forward. Like, what can I learn today? How can I advance my business? And the first year we had, I believe it's 28 different countries participating in every single part of Canada. Like, we, did, we expected to do well, but we really didn't expect to do that well. And so <laughs> the next year we ran it, which was now last March, and it grew to, I'm afraid to give numbers because Devin keeps correcting me, but I think it was close to 5,000, wasn't it? Yeah, the, close. Yeah, exactly. We, you know, I think what Wendy touched on is we had a, a little conference that we thought we would target at women in Southern Ontario, and that's the only place we did advertising. And quickly, as most of senior listeners have learned in today's digital world, that went global really quick and grew into this large national movement of women really wanting to be connected not only to one another but to understand what corporate Canada has to offer women entrepreneurs as well in terms of services. And Strike Up quickly became that brand and that place where it's that one-stop gathering for, for women in entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And this is an excellent segue to the question that I have next is how or what do you see the future for women in business in Canada and globally? It's a loaded question. <laughs> Yes, but well, they're going anywhere, first of all. Yeah, but you know, we've we've made so many, there's been so many advancements for women in business. You know, like right now, the abysmal percentage of funding that women get for venture capital is 2.3%, right? And it's less for women of color and minorities. And that alone we can only hope to see improvements on. So the gender bias, the women in business, women are leaving their jobs more than ever to work on their own terms. They want to be their own boss, make their own hours, be available for their families and such. So how do you see women in business fitting into the culture in Canada in the next 10, 15 years? Well, let me start by saying that I think that the federal government's women entrepreneurship strategy, which was launched, what year are we now? I, was it 2018, Devin? 2019? I think it was strategically absolutely correct for Canada. It was built on solid research, but also on the recognition that if we actually remove some of the barriers for women in Canada in our entrepreneurial path, including what you mentioned, Melissa, including putting money and into their hands to actually invest in their business, that the, the nation's GDP would rise in an appropriate level, right? There would be more money for women entrepreneurs. There would be, you know, sales and, and all the rest of it, but our gross domestic product would increase seriously. And I think that the government of Canada actually did a really wonderful job of investing in women. Now, unfortunately, during that, since that time, you know, the women-based businesses, many, not all, of course, but many took a major punch because of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, and women were challenged. Many of our entrepreneurs, I can remember, we, we ran another small program during the pandemic. And, and, and part of that included them giving us a report back on things that they were doing. I couldn't believe some of the expressions that people like the women entrepreneurs were the feedback they were giving us that this was lifeline that they you know 
that some of them were just struggling to keep their business because their market dried up. And at the same time, if they have young children or something at home, they're at home. So now all of a sudden they're teaching the kids to try to run their business and trying to do this and pay the bills and people in some cases were losing their jobs. And, you know, like it was a turmoil. Mm-hmm. And women, I really believe this took a little bit of a step back because of the COVID we need to rebound. And because they seem to be the ones that took the bigger bullet in the family. Mm-hmm. And whether that's fair or not, like, whatever, we got to move forward. So I'm optimistic, actually, because I do believe federally, if nothing else, we've got a greater noise about the importance of this. And I know that Minister Ng, she's, I don't know if you've ever spent any time talking to Mary Ng, but this was a lot of her strategies. And she's shared these kinds of strategies globally because she also travels globally. I'm very optimistic for women, not just in Canada, but moving forth, you know, that we're there. I don't know, Devin, did you want to add to that? Well, I also think women are resilient, which I don't have to tell you and probably your audience. So while I'm cautious, I'm not nervous about the future of women entrepreneurship in Canada. And I think what we are seeing more brought to light too through a lot of the women entrepreneurs we work with are their ability to solve problems and how women are reclaiming that spot in terms of the businesses they're launching, the work that they're doing and showcasing themselves as the problem solvers that we know we are. And I'm excited for our role and for the elevated role and attention that Wendy touched on that there is around the need to fund those women. They have the skills. A lot of them have the confidence. It's our role to help fund them to succeed and and help them just support them really in bringing their vision to life. And that's exciting. I think it's an exciting time ahead for women entrepreneurs for sure. For sure. This has been a really great conversation and I'm very much looking forward to Strike Up, which is on March 2nd. And it's from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m.? Till 3 p.m. Eastern. Eastern time. Okay, perfect. And it is free to register. So if you're listening, please take advantage of this opportunity. There's going to be some great speakers, great workshops that you can take advantage of. And ladies, before we go, is there anything that you want listeners to specifically take away from the conversation we've had today? Quickly on Strike Up, I do want to add that even if you can't attend March 2nd, as long as you register, you'll have full access to all of the training and the workshops that are taking place right until December. So it is a great place for women to connect, like we say, with like-minded entrepreneurs and with those corporate partners as well who have dedicated time, resources, and programs. So it is that one-stop place for women to connect with others and really be plugged into the ecosystem. But on my my final thoughts, and I'll let Wendy speak, is we've there's no question about the tough times that women and entrepreneurs have been through in the most recent years. But I truthfully do believe there is no more exciting time to be a woman entrepreneur with the level of commitment and support from obviously the federal government and from our our partners as well. There is a concerted effort more so than there has been in any other time to ensure that women entrepreneurs are funded properly. And we look forward to continuing to support them and those efforts in any way that we can. Yeah. Well, I just want to add, like, Devin, thanks for mentioning that anybody who registers for Strike Up, because I was going to do that too, but I want to emphasize that 
as Devin said, as long as you're registered, you can watch materials on demand. You know, if you can't make it that day or can't make the full day, that's fine until December, but which is lots of time between March and December, but you got to register first. So I recommend that the, your, your entrepreneurs that may be listening, just sign up as you can. But more generally, I, I agree with you, Devin. I think it's a wonderful time to move forward. I, I hope we're through and I'm pretty sure we all are through the last couple of years have been really tough, but I think it's a great way to move forward. And I would only ever say to any entrepreneur, there are so many supports that are available to you. And sometimes as a, as any entrepreneur, male or female, they don't necessarily know that they're all out there. So just go on the internet, like get, like just Google it. There's a wealth of information and pursue it all. And behind all that, just believe in yourself. Okay. Like just believe in your idea, believe you can do it and you will be able to do it. And I think it starts from personal belief and the rest are just tools and other people out there to help support you. And if we can help at Northumberland CFTC or at Peterborough CFTC, where Devin is sitting today, like we will gladly either help you ourselves or refer you to those that can. So just reach out. That is amazing information. I am so grateful to hear that there are more resources available for women entrepreneurs than we are aware of, because it is true. Even a simple Google search sometimes doesn't bring up these these gold nuggets. So I'm so grateful to have had you both on the show and share your information with us. And hopefully it will reach at least one entrepreneur out there who needs your help. That's right. Thanks, Melissa. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa. And thanks for inviting us to be here today. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us on the She Means Profit podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, I ask you to hit subscribe, rate the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on Instagram and LinkedIn at Melissa Houston CPA and join us in our She Means Profit Facebook group.